ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Capital One. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony Beach Gores in Western Florida were shocked when a bear emerged from the Gulf of Mexico. Tony Kornheiser, was it Ditka? Huh? No, no, he's in Florida, but you know, was I think they're Cutler? talking about the brown bear was variety, it? I think. So it wasn't Rex Grossman either? No, you know, see, I'm out wow. here in Colorado where people see bear routinely. Routinely. Yeah. Have you it, seen it bears all while the you're time. out there? Yes, I have. Have you seen them? Oh, wow. yeah. Oh, yeah. Bears would Many trips to Colorado. Me. I'd go back in scare the house the hell bear. out of me. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, Can the Panthers Battle Back? Is Djokovic the GOAT? And did a security guard's tackle overshadow Nick Taylor's winning putt? But we begin today with tonight's Game 5, the NBA Finals in Denver. The Nuggets lead 3-1, to one, and particularly in the last couple of games, have looked superior to Miami. Wilbon, you're in Denver for this game. What are the chances the Heat stay alive tonight? Tony, I guess with the Heat, you know, there's always a puncher's chance, and they're going to punch. They're going to fight and scrap and do the things we expect them to do. And it may not be enough. It hasn't been enough the last couple of games. But I, I'd give it like a 45% chance. Um, right. And the Nuggets seem to know this. They voiced it. They have all said out loud and apparently privately to each other, we know they're going to fight. We know this is going to be the hardest game to win in this series. That's what we're expecting. And I think that's the only way to go because Miami has won with a puncher's chance against the Knicks, who were favored to win the series, against the Milwaukee Bucks, number one seed, who were favored to win the series, against the Boston Celtics, who were favored to win the series. And Miami right. just found its way out of this. And, Tony, Denver seems, I don't know, more in control. I think you and I agree on this than the other teams did. But there's yeah. a chance, a puncher's chance. Yeah. So I'm not going to count out Miami. That would be crazy. They've won too right. many games on the road in all these playoff series to do that. But I will point this out, Mike. Uh, the Miami Heat is a fading team right now. They have lost six out of their last eight games, I believe, let me get the numbers right. They've lost four straight at home. So even if they win this game and get to go back to Miami, I don't know that that is of great benefit to them. I have been particularly impressed by Michael Malone, the coach of Denver. Um, I've been impressed by the way he knows his team, impressed by what he did after game two, calling them out publicly, and impressed by the way they responded to him. Mike, you know me a long time. I don't like coaches who keep their foot on the gas pedal all the time. But it looks like this guy knows this team. And again, I like Miami fine. I love, love Spolstra. I think Jimmy Butler is a great player. What they are up against here, Mike, is a, a hungry team. This yeah. team is not like yeah. Boston or Milwaukee. They have no laurels to sit on. They've never won anything. That's why I like them tonight, because they're Tom, hungry. Agreed, agreed. They're up against a hungry team with a duo that as we go forward, not yet, could be historically great as a duo. 
I mean, when you look yeah. at Joker and Jamal Murray, they've got the makings of it. Now, you got to deliver, you got to deliver more than once in this league, in this sport, to be historically great. But they've got the makings of that. And, Tony, I just think that, to borrow a phrase from Steve Kerr, an observation about his team, I think Miami's kind of maxed out. And there's, there's, no, there's honor in that. I know they're look, you know, if they heard that, they would say, shut up, we're going to win this series, because I've heard them say that. I don't know that I believe that. I think that somehow Denver wins this series, whether tonight or back in Miami. So I'm like you in that. Mm. But I, I think they do it tonight. I think they celebrate here at home. I think they are urgently looking at the Miami Heat saying, we don't want any more of this if we don't have to have it. Let's end it. Like the Nuggets, the Golden Knights are up three games to one in the Stanley Cup final. The Panthers have come back from this deficit before in the opening round series against the Bruins. But, Tony, does this time, does that 3-1 lead this time feel different? It does to me. I, I look at these games and, and I see that Vegas seems to be bigger and stronger and maybe even faster. But having said this, I give the Florida Panthers a better chance of keeping their series alive when they play game five than I give the Miami Heat. They won uh, one game in Florida. In the second game in Florida the other night, they were down 3 nothing. They made it almost made it all the way back. I mean, Kachuk yeah. is in the goal mouth He's when right the thing there. ends. And basketball is different than hockey. In hockey, if it's a one-goal game, the goal can be a fluke. That Fluky stuff does not really happen in basketball to the same degree. Uh, so, I mean, Florida, they're not going to be afraid of being on the road, Mike. They won three times on the road in Boston, three times on the road in Toronto, twice on the road in Carolina. I think they're eight and three on the road. They're a better road team the than they are team. a home team. Yeah, I think it's eight and three, are. yeah, to five and four. So um, I, I don't think that you'd have to be crazy to pick them, and maybe they get some good luck on power plays. I think they're 0 for 13 in this series in power plays. That's all it takes. In hockey, it just takes one. That's all. Yeah, Tony, I, I hear what you're saying, and I don't disagree with it, but Golden, Golden Knights could have won this series 4-0. I mean, they had a okay. post and a crossbar, and they sort of took yep. their foot off the gas, right, in game three. They, 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 could, they, could be, they could have swept this series already. And I think they look at the Florida Panthers with some of the same, you know, suspicion that the Nuggets look at the Heat saying, we know they're good. We're not going to mess around here. I think they sort of messed around in one game, which is why this series is still going. You're right about Kachuk, but let me just say this, Tony. If he is injured in hockey, you don't know why anybody's injured or to what extent because it's not like the NFL where they have to admit some stuff on the record. If Kachuk is less than himself than he was when he was dominating the first couple of series, then I don't see the Panthers having a clear path. And I know – he was in front of the goal and could have tied that game and sent it to overtime the other night. That's right. But That's I'm looking right. at the Golden Knights finishing this, I am. That's fair. That's fair. I'm just going to say I'm not going to be surprised if Florida wins. not going to be surprised if Vegas yeah. wins. I'm going to yeah. be surprised if the Miami Heat wins. That's my okay. position today. Novak Djokovic won the French Open in straight sets yesterday over Kasper Ruud of Norway. This was Djokovic's 23rd major. That's one more than any male player in tennis history. It was his second straight major this year, his 11th major win in the last 18 majors he has entered. Wilbon, where does this put Djokovic in the GOAT debate? Number one. 
It does, Tony. And to, to me, the numbers become more important in this argument because you have three people playing at the same time, playing each other almost an equal number of times. And so Djokovic, I mean, just forget the slams for a second, which he now leads by one. Okay, you got that. But, Tony, he leads Nadal by one in their personal matchup head-to-head. He's like 27-23 against Federer in their personal matchup. There's no way I'm going to take style points away from him. He's big, fast, strong. He's got every shot in the arsenal. He plays yeah. the angles artistically nearly as brilliantly as Federer. He's more fit, it seems, than Nadal. I shouldn't say more fit. It's just Nadal is like a linebacker, and his body seems to be wearing out on him. And I don't know if he can get another right. one. Tony Joker's going to get probably one or two more, and he's going to stretch that lead minimum. And if he wins the slam, if he does something, Tony, that we think of in men's tennis as belonging last to Rod Laver in like 1966. Right. I'm not looking at the record book, but I think it was 66. Tony, he's going to be out there. He could set this out there. Yeah. So I'll get to the GOAT debate in a second, but if we're going to talk about GOATdom, how about the fact that Tom Brady was there in Paris to watch this? Yeah. How about Killian cool? Mbappe being there yeah. and our pal yeah. Zlatan there? I think yeah. that the GOATs, they just sort of know each other and they, and they respect each other so much that they want to be there for, for one or the other. And when Kevin Weeks said to us that Jordan and Gretzky were playing golf together, I got that feeling. But the case that I'll make for Djokovic goes like this. If you take away... The, the one major that he has the most of, the 10 Australians. Australia? He still has yeah. 13. But if you take away Federer's Wimbledon's, he has 12. If you take away Nadal's French Open's, he has eight. If you take away Sampras's Wimbledon's, he has seven. That's the case you make for Djokovic. Not only that, but in the 13 that he has, other than the 10, he's got at least three of each, which nobody else has. I have Laver one just because I watched Laver and because I believe, yeah. Mike, that when Laver turned pro in the prime of his career, he was then banned from the majors because there were only right. amateurs there. And by the way, it was 69 I, when he slammed, 69. Okay, and, and I've got Federer for this reason, that Federer has 13 U.S. Opens and Wimbledons, which I think are the most prestigious and the hardest, and Djokovic has 10. But Djokovic yeah. is in the conversation. Yeah, there Tony, is no because question look, about it. Look, He's I can't there. argue Laver. I can't argue against Laver. First right. of all, Laver was the great player of my youth. But, Tony, it's hard to argue the contemporaries over Joker. Because they, they've gone head I mean, to head for the fair. past dozen years, you know? And he's got him. Djokovic has him. He's got him slim. But he's got him. Let's take a break. Coming up, will we remember the Canadian Open for Nick Taylor's winning putt or security guard's takedown? And a college pitcher threw 156 pitches to keep his team alive last night. How many's too many? I said last dozen years. It's like the last 16 or 18 years for these guys. They've been playing each other since they were teenagers. I'm also partial to Borg because I loved watching him. Yeah, and he was out early. Quit, but he left. Yeah, he's yeah, 26 years so old. So early. Part of the interruption is presented by Corona. Please drink responsibly. Part of happy hour. 
Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate. Welcome back to Pardon the Interruption, presented by Corona, part of Happy Hour. Starting to find out what's ruffling the riffraff. Mail time! see what's first. Here we go. I'm going to call him riffraff on a Monday afternoon? Will you remember, Goodness. it's written by producers, I didn't do it. Yeah. Will you remember the Canadian Open... For Nick Taylor's putt or the security guard's tackle? Yeah, I don't care about the security guard's tackle, and I had turned away by then anyway. It's the putt. It's the whatever it is, a 72-foot putt? This is, I know yeah. you hate to say there are scream-out-loud moments if, as if you just sit yeah. there and watch quietly. If you didn't scream out loud during this, you're not human. This was unbelievable. I, mean, I don't care about the tackle. He was trying to get to his boy and celebrate. The guard's on. There's a golfer. He didn't have a jersey on. He don't know who he is. Um, but, Tony, this, this was the most dramatic Sunday in golf this year for me. More than the Masters, more than the players, more than any of that. Because you had a Canadian breaking a 61-year drought, and they were singing the Canadian National Anthem at the tee box yeah. after tee box. It was so exciting and so engaging, and the pressure must have been so great for him to know. He knew. He knew what was at stake. And then to throw this putt in, the longest putt made of his career, was a stunner. Best, best yeah. finish and best event in golf this year. Agree with everything you've said. I will, I will say this about the tackle, that it reminded me, and I'm sure it reminded you as well, of Mike Curtis Mike and Curtis, the Baltimore Colts yeah, yeah. when the guy runs onto the field. And the fact that it was yeah. a Canadian golf pro, Adam Hadwin, Made it sort of funny. But, yes, uh, 72 feet, 6 inches. I think what people have to understand if they don't understand golf is, is this. This is a sudden death situation. 72 feet, 6 inches is three-putt territory, kids. Yeah. It's not one-putt <laughs> yes, or two-putt territory. He could have yeah. been outside where Tommy Fleetwood was. You know, that, 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 it, and it goes in, and it's an eagle. And all Fleetwood can do is smile. There's nothing else you can do. Nothing. This kid wins the Canadian Open. Mike, if he wins five majors in his life, and we both doubt he will, if he wins five majors in his life, it will not be as big a deal as winning the national tournament in country, of your home country in this year way. 69-year drought, by the way. This, 69. This Tony, is, you're so right. Yeah. I was in Toronto when the Raptors won. And it is like nothing I have seen in the United yep, States up. from a league championship it's, perspective. Mike, it's not the Olympics, it's but it's Sydney close Crosby, to them. 
It's Sidney wow. Crosby getting the golden goal at the Olympics. It's Joe yeah, Carter getting it's, a walk-off with the Blue Jays, and he's yeah, not even Canadian. It's important, the next man. One. It's huge. Oh, boy. Are 156 pitches cause for celebration or concern? Both. Both, Tony. The kid's name is Quinn Matthews. He's a senior at Stanford. They're going to go again tonight, uh, but it doesn't mean Stanford and Texas. But this ain't softball. He's not going to be out there again. 156 right. pitches, Tony. You know now that when after you go 70, some manager is being told by a general manager to get out of the dugout and go yank a grown man, much less a college pitcher. Look, this used to happen all the time. All the time. When I was in high school, I threw 100 pitches. And nobody does it now. And I think kids who play more sports, multiple sports, are better at it and less likely to have Tommy John. But you know this will cause for hysteria. This kid's on the draft board, been drafted once. Good for him. I got water in yeah. here, but I want to raise a toast to Quinn. Going 156 in this era of softness. Charmin softness. So what you wonder about is does he do this because he loves alma mater, that this is for Stanford yeah. to win the College World win Series wor means yes. more than anything else in his life. And, and I understand that. He's pitched 100, inning, 100 pitches or more in 15 of his 17 starts this Iron year. Iron Man, baby. Look, 50 years ago, if he's on the draft board, he's the number one pick, and people compare him <laughs> to Steve Carlton and Tom Seaver and Fergie Jenkins and yep. Jim Palmer, right? Yep. But now scouts are going to go, whoa, has he already thrown his arm when out? When does he have do we Tommy really, John? Do we want this kid? So, yeah. yeah. So it, 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 is, it does become dicey. But in terms of the question, yes, it is both. Yes, both. it is both. Didn't you yeah, love it sure. when you first heard it or read it? Didn't you love yes. the fact that this kid did that? 156. Nobody yeah. throws 150 yeah. anymore in the pros. No. Nobody. Enough email. Let's take one last break still to come. The United States Senate sniffs around the planned merger between the uh -oh. PGA and Saudi uh -oh. tours. I knew they uh -oh. would. Believe Manchester City wins the Champions League, Tone. I had that, but so did a lot of other people. Remember Reggie Cleveland? Reggie Cleveland yes. won 48 one night, a game I was covering. I think he was pitching for Cleveland against the O's. 148, baby. Nobody batted a lot. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun, now streaming on Hulu. Pardon the Interruption is presented by Corona. Please drink responsibly. Part of Happy Hour. Happy time, people. Happy 49th birthday, Hideki Matsui. Matsui was the MVP of the 2009 World Series when the Yankees beat Philadelphia in six games. In that series, Matsui batted 615, three homers, eight RBI, including six RBI in the clinching game. Those six RBI tied the record for runs batted in in one World Series game with Bobby Richardson in 1960, Albert Pujols in 2011, and Addison Russell in 2016. Matsui was a two-time All-Star in the major leagues. In Japan, he was a nine-time All-Star and a three-time MVP. Matsui is not the greatest Japanese hitter in our major leagues. Ichiro is, but Matsui was likely the greatest Japanese slugger until Shohei Otani got here. 
And Tony, it would have been interesting to see if Matsui had played a longer period of time in the major leagues, you know, sort of the debt he would have put into it. I understand why he played all those years in Japan at home, but, you know, you're curious about that when you have great international right. stars if they played a longer tenure in, in Major League Baseball. Happy anniversary, Justin Verlander. On this day 16 years ago, while pitching for the Tigers, Verlander threw the first of his three no-hitters by shutting down the Brewers. Verlander struck out 12. He hit 102 miles per hour on a fastball in the ninth. Verlander not exactly lighting it up for the Mets this year after that Cy Young season in Houston. Verlander 2-3, a 4-8-5 ERA. In his last start, Verlander lasted only three innings, giving up four earned on seven hits and four walks. And afterwards, Verlander said, quote, this isn't easy. It's not easy for the team, not easy for me. I have always been accountable. This isn't good enough. I will work as hard as anyone to find it, unquote. Good for him. It is. So you know he'll do that. And I, I'm, I'm going to cheer as hard for Verlander as I do anybody outside of a Chicago uniform to become himself again soon and stay that way the rest of the season. Happy trails to the Champions League title for Inter Milan. Man City beat the Italian squad for the title 1-0 on Saturday in Istanbul. Rodri scored, I hope it's Rodri, not Rodri, scored the only goal of the game in the 68th minute. Pep Guardiola's team had been a big favorite, Look at but that struggled goal. often Roger. throughout the game, Roger. needing goalkeeper Ederson to come through with several big stops down the stretch to seal the win. Man City now adds the Champions League title to those of the Premier League and the FA Cup that it won earlier this season. I'm told they call that the treble, Wilbon. Guardiola said afterwards that Man City's season was, quote, written in the stars. Well, Tony, it was written in money because apparently, reportedly, and if you read, if you're going to read anything about this, read Rory Smith in the New York Times writing about this championship and the sort of landscape and world soccer, world football changing, and Manchester City's right at the center of it with this treble, and so is Guardiola, who did this for Barcelona. And that's why they went out and got him, and apparently, reportedly, Man City has spent $2 billion in recent years to sort of guarantee this. And the pieces he writes in The Times explain this and how oil money, really, is sort of directing world soccer right now. Fascinating pieces, fascinating story, Man City and what it just did. Oil money directing golf as well. Big finish quickly. Yeah. Igor Spiontek won her fourth French Open, or fourth major, rather, third French Open. Is that a big yeah. deal? Yeah, one U.S. Open in there, too. Uh, 22 years old, yes, a big deal. Maybe, maybe succeeding Serena, maybe. A Senate subcommittee will investigate the planned merger between the PGA and Saudi Tours. Your thoughts? It's standard for organizations to investigate this, not for the U.S. Senate to do it. Andrew McCutcheon recorded his 2,000th hit. Is that significant? Yes, at 36. You wonder, though, you have to average like 150 hits a year for six and a half more years, get to 3,000. I'd You're be up for seeing that, Chase. Probably not. Not getting there. Not getting Arcangelo there. Arcangelo won the Belmont. Is that who you picked, Mr. Horsey? No, no. I had national treasure. Last one. A's have won five straight. They're going to make it six tonight. They've won seven of 12. Nah. I'm still picking against them, against the Rays. We're out of time. We'll try and do better the next time, and I'm Tony Kornheiser. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. Countdown twice tonight, 7.30 on ESPN. 8 o'clock leading into the game on ABC. Put the remote down. Watch Countdown. <laughs>
I'm going to tape them both to see if you say anything different.